Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision on KXP. I'm Gabriel Teodros. I self-divine, the Minneapolis-St. Paul-based hip-hop artist and community organizer, was having a conversation with his friend, the therapist and trauma specialist Resma Menakum, a few years back. Resma had just released his book, Rock the Boat, which was about conflict and relationships, but something else kept coming up. He would tell me things like, you know, uh, race very rarely stays in the body, and I just couldn't grasp that concept. That's I self-divine. He's like, a lot of times when we talk about race, it's from a historical or from a policy place, but not how it lives in the body. Mm. And, you know, and it took a while to continue through repetition to really allow that jewel to open up and for me to be able to maximize on it. And then once I understood it, then it was very helpful from a somatic perspective. I self-divine and Resma kept talking about it. Out of that conversation came an album produced by the two called Dismembered and Unarmed. It's a companion piece to Resma's book about how white supremacy and racism affects black bodies. That book is called My Grandmother's Hands. The album speaks to intergenerational trauma and conditions brought about by white supremacist systems. You hear that in this track, Processions. Funeral processions, mothers clutching casket handles, dignified in shambles. Numb and pain, no answers The result of deadly force Abused by fools with badges White supremacists with mental illness And mega privilege Can't explain the pain Galaxy away My hood displays the love I foster rage and hate Justice is overdue And I can hardly wait My people know the truth We speak it every day The album features over 30 artists from the Twin Cities Also home to George Floyd that region has been central to the activism against police violence and for dismantling racist systems. The beauty of the album is that everyone who is involved is not just a musician. You know, it's what I call a, a hybrid practitioner. So for me, all of my work is at the intersection of art, music, and politics. You know, and so everyone, so for example, when you start to look at um, the response in the Twin Cities to what's happening, I guarantee you everybody on that album is in the mud, whether it be ankle deep, Knee deep, thigh deep, waist deep, chest deep. No one, you know what I mean? If we're a team, no one's on the bench with a clean uniform. Everybody is, is in there working on their, you know, whether it be, you know, providing a safe space for therapy on the moment. I Self Divine says the work in Dismembered and Unarmed and the accompanying book is like psychological first aid. People out on the street can experience physical pain tear gas and rubber bullets, but there's also the emotional trauma, which can also show itself in different ways. It can diminish the health of individual bodies and also the communities those bodies live in. These single traumas are also within the framework of past traumas that still affect people. So I always feel like the way in which our communities are looked at is out of the context of what happened. So it's like you want to remove what happened and just create an isolated incident that this is our culture when, you know, it's far beyond that, particularly when dealing with trauma, which is the language of no language. I Self Divine is also a social worker. He was born in South Central Los Angeles and moved to Minneapolis when his mom attended university there. He's always felt called to this work, whether it be as an artist or working with those around him. I Self Divine is his stage name. You know, my name is Shaka Mukali, mm. you know, named after Zulu chief, father from Louisiana, 
you know, I, I was told that if my name wasn't Shaka, it would have been Toussaint L'Overture. So I see a Ooh. theme here. For those who don't know, Toussaint Louverture emancipated slaves in Haiti and led a revolution against French colonizers. So for me, I think it's really about my orientation. And I came here very differently with an understanding from day one that I came here to do something. So I came here knowing I had a purpose. There's a story my mom always tells me of these three wise women is what we call them. And I think I might have been one or either one or under the age of one. And my mom saw this first elder that looked at me and, and said, he's been here before. And my mom's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, but the second elder said the same thing. Then she began to take notice. Then the third one, okay, well, wait a minute. And so that story was told to me and how I interpreted it was like, okay, well, I'm the chosen one. So, hey, it's all good. Nah, what it meant is that the level of suffering and what I had to go through as a result of choosing to do this in the spirit world. And there's certain times where I'm like, hey, I've done a lot. I've done a lot of work. So you're telling me I still got to do more? Like, oh, snap. Back to that work and the trauma. Like, until I'm done, it's not a destination. It's it's something that's always in flux. I Self Divine is a member of the Dino Spectrum, Micronauts, and Semi-Official. He appeared on numerous Minneapolis rap albums over the last 15 plus years, but he's also been a key figure in organizing, a place that music led him. When I was involved in the Micronauts, I felt my, my lyrics were very political, but I was searching to find um, where I wanted to be. I've been involved in the movement and was very reluctant to assume the power because I knew the level of responsibility that it took. But also I also saw elements of the organizing I didn't want to be a part of in terms of, you know, the charismatic leader model. You know, it's not sustainable. You that's know, right. anyone that's not doing movement studies to see what it was. And that's what I mean by a caricature of yourself. So if you're going to be involved with the Panthers and do the same things that they did, then you're not actually studying to move beyond some of the things that they didn't do in terms of the, the, the treatment of women, the involvement of youth, mm -hmm. and the ability to communicate and coordinate. And so mm -hmm. I have been searching, oh, you know, like, man, what is my purpose? What is my call? I don't want to join something because that's what everyone else is doing. And so while I was in the Micronauts, it was a long rumination and reflection of where's my place. During this time, I Self Divine kept hearing his intuition saying, You know too much. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And it kept getting louder and louder to where it, it was becoming bothersome. And I was like, okay, hey, if you have a plan, I need you to show me what it is. He kept pursuing those questions, and now he's the director of organizing and community building at Hope Community in the Phillips neighborhood of Minneapolis. It provides affordable housing along with community engagement. I Self Divine and his wife, Danielle, developed an organizing training that works to train primarily people of color and queer members of the community. Some of the leaders of Minneapolis's Black Lives Matter chapter came out of that training. I Self Divine is also involved in urban agriculture programs that center on racial equity and developing community-led policy around pollution and environmental degradation. It's a lot, but I Self Divine puts it simply. Our job is not to tell you what to organize around as much as to provide framework, language, structure, and then a meeting place where we can communicate and provide solidarity. I Self Divine has a lot of experience, both on the ground and in thinking about the movement. I wanted to ask him a question about protesting right now in this moment. This next question, I feel like is is a necessary question. Uh, I don't I don't think there's enough time in a radio show to answer it fully. But I know in Seattle and I'm sure across the country, there's a lot of people who are getting into the streets for the first time right now ever, you know, and 
I'm seeing some things that, that, that worry me, just like people I love going to protest alone, for example, and I worry about them. What is some advice you can give to young people who are getting into the streets for the very first time in their lives right now? So one of the things is, you know, I feel like uprising is a young person's sport. I always say there's no such thing as uh, old revolutionaries. Mm. There are old revolutionaries, but what starts to happen with old revolutionaries is you start to think of your mortality and you make decisions that are not based on the movement. So if you're an older revolutionary, you kind of have to always look at your mortality mortality and, and, and not rest on things of that nature. He goes on to say that he wasn't going out to the block in Minneapolis when things were hectic, but he was called to go out there. His mission was to give advice and observe what was going on in the ground, to be a link to past movements. What I'll say is that we minimize further damage in different places where we're at because of sage advice. So one of the things that I feel is missing between my generation and other generations is case studies. So what did the Zapatistas do? What did the Brown Berets do? You know, so again, when you're understanding, orienting yourself. So orientation is most important, which is to look, listen and observe. And so um, definitely don't go in by yourself. I self divine talks constantly about critical thinking of social movements and how to be more inclusive in building community around causes. It goes back to what he said about the story of the three wise women. He's done a lot of work, but he still has more to do. Like. For me, when it's time for me to transition into the spirit world, I want to be very light, meaning that I've handled all of my issues and I've and I've done my work. You know, you know, what do they say? You know, what happened to you wasn't your fault, but how you handle it is. That's right. So Mm -hmm. part of what it is, is I have a responsibility to ensure that as an organizer, I'm not a caricature of myself or of, of what it is that we're doing, because, again, you know, a lot of people do what they do, but I'm grounded in, you know, my teachings. I Self Devon spoke to me from his home in Minneapolis. His collaborative album about how white supremacist systems affect the body is called Dismembered and Unarmed. Here's a track from it called Black Joy, We the People. We can celebrate, set it straight, libation, meditate, increase and educate, decrease the murder rate, sharp like NOI, suited and booted, civilize and refine, move as a movement, gorgeous and beautiful, uplift and multiply, platforms generate, incomes to amplify. How we see ourselves, be ourselves, see our wealth. Dreaming of equity, power, and mental health. Self-determination, respect, and dignity. Need spaces that reflect our identity. That was Sound and Vision. I'm Gabriel Teodros. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation at kxp.org sound. Thank you for listening.